Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined tonight by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. Well, as always, joined by Keith. Um, What's going on, man? Hi. What is up? It's going to be another two-track, just me and Keith. Unfortunately. So hang on. (laughs) But uh, I do want to start off by thanking Sabretooth, one of our sponsors. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can get all your power carving burrs, and uh, get the power carving. If you want to save 10%, you can use code WH. Uh, helps us out. And uh, it'll save you some money on getting in your power carving. And I'll take a minute to thank our our sponsor, Maritime Nice Supply. Uh, you can find him at maritimenicesupply.com and .ca. Uh, also, too, he just posted uh, he's doing a steel order. And is willing to take on, well, I won't call it custom, but he's was asking for what people wanted. So I assume he's open to some different things if you're willing to order certain quantities. So the, uh, I might take him up on that, see if I can get some tool steals. But uh, uh, yeah, be good, uh, good opportunity for somebody to try out something new if you wanted to. Yeah. And he's got everything else still, you know, all the belts and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't go away. So he's he's got some good stuff. So give him a go. Give him a try. Yeah, he's got the fastest fall. shipping in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Every time to Texas gets faster. So you had a interesting weekend. Yeah, you, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of driving. A, yeah, a lot of driving. I was I I did some traveling too. I went down to Miami for a baseball game. Yeah, that sounded like a fun, sounded like a fun weekend. Yeah, or yeah, I guess weekend. I took a couple days off work. We went down. uh, We took my nephew to opening day with the seven line of the Mets at the Marlins Stadium, and it was like outnumbered at least ten, maybe twenty to one Mets fans to Marlins fans (laughs) at the home at at the home opener. So that was cool. That's and they won. So that's always fun. That's no surprise, though. Yeah, but it it was a good time, and then uh, and then we got back, and uh, well, let me t- let's talk about you. What'd you do? Well, Where I got my car, at? and I I made it across the U.S. border, which was interesting again. <laughs> what a fine border it is. Yeah, it was. So th- this one was interesting because I actually had to produce something that proved I was paying to be at this event because of the, because I told them I was going to going down to build a few benches and they're like, are they meant for sale? And then of course, then it just turned into this big thing. Why do you tell them anything? I try to be honest. I'm going going to a resort and be done with it. Why do you got to give them a hard, you're giving yourself a hard time. Maybe I. they have to do their job. If you tell them what you're actually doing. Yeah, but I've said I've done it other times where I was like very, very brief, and then they still, still pull stuff like that. But anyways, You're going to visit some friends. That's yeah, it. Should be. You do it to yourself. It might be. It might be the thing of telling them I'm going to East Germany, New York, and they're like, "What the? Why are you going?" <laughs> Just tell them to go visit friends. Yeah, but coming across was easy, easier this time. But we'll get we'll get to that when we when we cross that. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh um yeah so landed in east durham on thursday that was uh it's actually 
interesting drive because I hit snow by the time I crossed the border. So I had to deal with snow until about Bangor. So that was three hours of driving in snow. It was not fun. <laughs> I did it last year. Yeah. 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 That was my turn to drive in the snow, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good trip down and, uh, landed at the Blackthorn, chilled with some people. It was pretty good crew there on Thursday night. It was, was nice. Good. Had, uh, the little known secret of the steak at the bar. It's a thing. 18 bucks gets you probably, probably one of the better steaks you're going to have. Really? It was good. Like it was seriously a good steak. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm not knocking that bar. They got some pretty good food there, but some of the best steak you could get is well. Right I mean, there. it's it's not a fifty dollars steak. Like it's not this, but it's for eighteen bucks. It's it's shocking what's come comes out to you. Yeah, it's the yeah. best eighteen dollars steak you're ever gonna get. Yes, that'd be a good way to word it. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, We're not here to hear about what you had for dinner, though. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like kind of it's like talking about the weather to me. <laughs> yeah, but it was still I just that's something that people talk about from time to time and I'm just putting my two cents in on the uh Yeah, I have heard about on it the, for, on the steak. I have heard about it for years and yeah. I uh Well, last year I was like, "Oh, it can't be that good." And then I I saw a couple come out and I'm thinking, "That eh, doesn't look too bad." But then just never ate at the bar again because I was there Thursday last year as well. And then this year I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the steak. And yeah, I was not disappointed. Good. So, but yeah, Thursday was just kind of a, kind of a chill night, have a few beers, kind of get the lay of the land, talk to Chris and the, the group that was there and kind of hang out, have some fun. So who showed up Thursday? Chris Cash. Who else was uh, there? Ryan of Gnome Hammer was there. Uh, Lucas and Dre were there. Noah of smiling wolf was there oh good this is a pretty good crowd and of course then uh roy of vintage axe works and charles of vintage hillbilly heads they traveled up together and they were there cool (laughs) we landed within about 10 minutes of each other they were it's kind of funny (laughs) so yeah that was that was a good night a lot of fun then we get up we did the on friday morning we did the well, let's say what you were going for. You're going for the group oh, yeah, forge sorry. project. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're we're jumping ahead. We're, we're assuming ahead. everybody. We're you assuming spent too much time knows. on the stake. Nobody knows what you're there for. You went oh, up for the group forge. Yes, right? we went to the group forge, which is led by Chris Cash. Yeah, at the Maker Camp from Austin. Yeah, and, and the idea this year was to build a bench. Yes. So the idea this year is to build a bench for the fire pit to accompany the fire pit that we built last year. As Roy would say, you got to paint the picture, man. You got to paint the picture. Oh, sorry, Roy. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too direct. Um, yeah, so it was, it was fun. Um, honestly, when I saw, and I'll say that this is honestly, when I saw the drawing, I was like, there's not three days work here. There's no way there's three days work here. And Cause I'm thinking we've got a ton of people coming and man, it, 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 kick my ass <laughs> to yeah. say, to it's say funny that you say that it's not three days work because uh, I, I don't want to jump ahead but i saw the drawing and it certainly looked like a lot of work <laughs> yeah it it uh it was more daunting than than i had figured i 
I didn't realize like scroll works. It just, I just kicked my ass. I, I don't know how else to put it. I just couldn't, I'd go, I'd start, I'd have a piece. So, okay, let's paint the picture again. So this is Friday. We've done our, we've got our bellies full of milk run breakfast. We did the, we did that. Come back, we get the forges fired up around 10 and then we start going. And most of the people that are there are fairly ex- experienced Smiths. Cause I think then like Jay of, of, um, of dark state forge showed up who's a very experienced smith or at least i consider a very experienced smith uh dust trevor of dusty squeaks showed up like those two guys experienced guys so i figured oh we'll be you know we got four or five guys that have some experience and a few guys showed up uh we have jay rosser jay rosser designs and whoa woodworks i think i think that's how he says it but anyways those two showed up from, I think they're in the Pittsburgh area. And yeah, they, they're not very experienced, but we just started to pick up bodies and I figured, oh yeah, this is, this is going to be that long. And then it just started and it was like, it's like just mayhem, pure mayhem. Yeah. Like busy. You got, well, you got three propane forges going and each propane forge has at least two pieces of steel in it at least some have three <laughs> like th- they're full there's bodies everywhere it's it's kind of mayhem and then you've got two coal forges outside that are have one to two pieces in it at all times like it's just there's steel going everywhere <laughs> now i know i listened to x and iron and chris had mentioned he was going to start building like the frame of it ahead of time was anything done Yes. Prior? So prior to, like when I showed up on Thursday night, I walked in to the pavilion and there's everything, everything set up and the drawings on the floor and then the framework, the base for the, the base for it, for the bench is sitting there all together, welded, riveted, however he's got it put together. The legs are made and then the frame that will, that fits the, uh, the wood that we that the boys put in for the for the bottom of the bench for the seat it's all there we had to do the uprights the arms and the entire back right so it was yeah once we got doing the scrolls it just became like i say it kicked it kicked my ass i expected it to be easy or easier than it was and maybe it's my own overconfidence that that kind of shot myself in the foot, but I got going. And so the first thing we had to do with the bar was take it from a half inch round bar to fan it out. So it had like a fishtail look on the end. Okay. So the first step there was to flatten it out a little bit. So you weren't hitting on a round piece. And then once you had it flattened out a little bit, you took a cross peen and then took a small bite. And then from the middle worked left and right to get it pushed out so that it fanned Fanned out nicely. Yeah. And then Chris wanted it from that fan to then come back and then taper in back into the half inch piece. Got it. So he had a nice transition, but also at the same time, he wanted to look Smith. So you had to leave. It wasn't a clean forging it. You want, he wanted hammer marks in it. Okay. So, So that was part of it too. 
So you didn't planish at the end. You didn't take a flat face and clean it up till it was perfect. You marred it with the uh, with the cross peen, so that you left some hammer marks, so that it was it it looks smithed and not like rolled out. Yeah, rolled or something like that. So that part was easy. That was the easy part was done because that was about three heats and most 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 people who were doing it with it, it was it was done the next part was to start with the jigs and start bending it and man i don't know why but that just absolutely kicked my butt cuz trying to get the dimensions and get the spacing right on the on the scroll was just i don't know i i just found too like i'd be working it and what came in handy is I had a piece of, I had soapstone in my, in my apron and I'd mark where I needed to heat. Cause if I didn't, I'd go the 30 feet from the drawing to the coal forge and then I'd heat up the wrong part and come back and start bending at the vice or at the jig or whatever, wherever I was doing the bending and end up just undoing everything I had done and mm. then go back over and go, what am I, where, I would just, oh man, like I, I think the first day, so Friday I spent seven hours on one scroll. It was like, uh, sounds like it's going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shot myself directly in the foot and mm. yeah, it was not easy. It It's definitely, I said this to Chris afterwards. I said, that's definitely a skill. I am going to work on because that is, it's a big part of any kind of decorative smithing that you're going to do. Scroll work of some kind comes into play. It's a great way to fill space. If you can right. put a scroll into, like if you're making some sort like a picture frame type arrangement in a gate or something, and you can run a scroll in through that, you can take up a lot of space and you can fill yeah, you can just fill the space and give it something artistic in it that, you know, draws the eye. And it just, yeah, just something that I, I just had such a hard time with it. I, I was can remember being like visibly stressed <laughs> is how I would put it. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was not happy with that day. Um, but I learned from it. So we're going to, we're going to move forward from that. <laughs> Oh man! But so you then, don't. But you don't know what you don't know. So I much, like anytime I've done scroll work, it's always been over the hammer or hammer and anvil. So over the horn, and okay. I don't have to do anything uh, predictable or not predictable. Um, symmetrical. Symmetrical. Yeah. And match it. Yeah. And and then that was the thing is so the piece. So part of the reason why it was seven hours for me to do the piece I did was because. Myself and Trevor, Dusty Squeaks, were trying to match each other. And it just, we just had a hard time coming together. So it was, I ended up ditching the heat altogether and grabbing a, uh, a bending fork and just bending the half inch to where I, to bending it to my will. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that worked for me, worked better because I took small bites and I didn't have the transition time from the um, drawing to the heat, wait for the heat, come back to a to a vice, right. and then be like, 
what was I supposed to do? <laughs> like, right. yeah. I just couldn't, I, I was having a hard time with it. Cause I mean, there's so many people you're, it's not like you're sitting in your shop by yourself and just in your own thoughts, you've got people around you, you've got, you know, people you haven't seen in some since last year's, um, group forge, some since October at maker camp, like, and you got hot iron everywhere. People swinging stuff around. Yeah. And in then everyone's way talking to people. Yeah. And then, and then you're also like for myself, I'm trying to help a few people too, because I have some experience. I'm not, I'm not a, not a highly skilled Smith, but I have some skills and you're trying to help people here and there. And it just, yeah, it, but it was, it, it was, it was still fun. I'm just, just letting people know it was fun. I just, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got your aggressions out later in the weekend, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So that was Friday. How did everyone else do on Friday? Um, well, Charles and who was um, Fernando, Papa Papa Castle. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They, him and those two worked on the back. Um, they did all the texturing. So if anybody goes and sees the picture of the finished product, I believe Chris Cash has got one up, and Maker Camp has one up as well. Dave Bauer had one up. <clears throat> yeah, Dave Bauer had one up, and I think Fernando posted one too. Maybe that was just the story. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think Dave had the one that I've seen the most of. Um, but the texturing that you see on the legs, the arms, and the back—that's what—that's what Charles and Fernando worked on. So they worked with the. Uh, press that that Austin has at camp. He's got that uh, sixteen ton, right? And they worked with that with a texturing die and textured all the pieces. And then also on the back, you'll see there's another fishtail there, and that was done entirely on the press. So they oh, were okay. they worked on. So Charles and Fernando worked out of the coal forge outside, and then came into the press and use the press to to fan that out and then if you go if you over and look at it they left heavy heavy tooling marks in that in that piece like you can it, it looks awesome though it's got some aggressive texturing in it which it looks really nice and then the texturing that they put on the rest of the bar that was them going with they had two dies that had kind of different random like weld spatter pattern on it that just and then like lines cut in them too yeah, and that was that was that was really nice. It looks really nice. It's gonna, I think it's gonna age well. Like it's gonna have, like it's gonna rust in spots and stay shiny in spots. And it's gonna, it's gonna really, um, it's gonna have a nice look to it. I guess it's gonna give it character. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It's gonna have. It's got character, all shiny and polished the way it is now. <laughs> yeah. Let alone a couple of years worth of uh, wear and tear. It's just going to look better as it as it ages. It's a, it's an amazing piece in the end. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so that's good. Then what happened on Saturday? Saturday was a lot of the same. <laughs> did everyone did everyone kind of show up on 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 Friday, or did some people not show up till Saturday? Uh, I think everybody was there by like Friday evening. There were some like late Friday people, I believe. I, I think Patty was in later think for some reason i feel like she was in like almost after her work day but maybe i could be wrong but she was there it was good to see her yeah she's an animal she never stopped so i had a conversation with her on 
Saturday night. Maybe it was Friday or Saturday night. Um, and she just absolutely floors me. Like she comes into that room with like very little smithing experience. I think her smithing experience extends to whatever she's done at, in the maker camp space. Yeah. So, and then like she came to the group forge last year and that woman's an absolute rock star. She, no ego, no nothing, no expectations. She just comes in and she's trying to learn the skill that's, or the, the process that's put in front of her. And it's awesome to see. I got a funny story about that. I'll tell you Cause later. not everybody, not everybody can do that. Then I, I, yeah, that's, I guess that's why I'm applauding that, I guess. To me as a, as a, as a non blacksmith, right? Like yeah. the hammer ins are fine, right? I can go there. No problem. But like for the group forge event, personally, I would be intimidated to go in there and be a worker, right? To actually be one of the people doing it. And for the people, there's a couple of people that aren't blacksmiths at home, right? Yeah. Whether it be a hobby or they're a pro blacksmith, because there's a few of those there. Yeah. But to be and not, and there was a couple of them, and I, I don't know all their handles, so I apologize. But they go up there and they just do it. Like for me, that would be, it's a daunting test to sign up for the group forge. But after watching these guys this weekend, spoiler alert, I showed up Saturday, so I got to see everyone and... They're just in there hammering away. I didn't know that they weren't blacksmiths until somebody told me, oh, yeah, they don't know what they're doing, you know? <laughs> I mean, they knew what they were doing at the time, but it's not like it's something they do, and I thought yeah. that was cool. No, it was good. I give anyone who does that props because I, I I, wouldn't do it, but now maybe I would after watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like you say, Saturday was, was more of the same. It just... After Friday, I, I understood that it was a bigger project than we initially thought. It was a monster project. Yeah. So so I got there Saturday, and there was probably two scrolls maybe mounted to it, maybe three or four. And it, Yeah, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a lot, and all that was mainly temporary at that point. Yeah, nothing was permanent yet. Um, it, it's and, interesting to see how how Chris's mind works as well because it really was like it, he, his plans changed on the fly. Oh yeah. Which was still, it was still, it was made it, made it kind of fun. Like honestly, the, the scroll that I worked on all day Friday, still laying on the floor somewhere in that pavilion. Well, when I got there, uh, you were working on something and you looked defeated <laughs> and, uh, so I, I, I get in and I walk in and I'm looking around and I go over to Chris who's at the bench and he's like doing stuff in his head, you know, he's like staring at it and he's doing his whole thing. And I didn't really want to interrupt him or nothing. And then you come over with whatever piece you were working on and Chris goes to you, that piece you made yesterday, it's not going on this bench. <laughs> so your look was like, oh man, that's a whole yeah. day's worth of work. <laughs> I was dying inside. I didn't laugh out loud because the yeah. two of you guys looked like you were, and I was like, oh, no, this is so not going as planned. And and I and I respected that he was honest about everything, so that I respect that about him. Um, yeah. So I the scroll, I was okay with it too because that was that's not in my skill set. So if he wasn't going to use it, he wasn't going to use it. So. It didn't, I mean, yeah, I can't say it didn't hurt a little, but at the same time, it's like, 
you got to understand <laughs> he's trying to make something make make something nice in the end and the reason for not using it is because there was my scroll and another scroll within the design had to match yeah and it was made by two different people so they didn't match so yeah, then, that's weird I feel like everyone should have taken is it's a symmetrical bench, right? So either side is the same. Yeah. I think if you were working on this scroll, let's just give it a number, right? Scroll number 21, yeah. right? You should also do the corresponding scroll 21 on the right and the left side. Yeah. So they match and you should probably do it at the same time. So that's what we ran into was I did one and then Trevor did one and we both if you laid them on the chalk they both were within the chalk. <laughs> like it was funny. Um, we both did, but mine was, had a bigger, more of a rounded sweep, sweep yeah. on the back. And his was a little bit tighter and, and not a ton. Like when you put them together, it looked quite a bit different, but if you put them separately on the chalk, that's on the floor, we were both within the chalk. <laughs> so it was kind of, yeah. um, but I think what he ended up doing was uh, one of the guys from Pennsylvania, I think he did both of those lower scrolls. Okay. I think that's what ha happened. But I got, I got into, the, into the supports for the legs and started doing the twists, which also right. kind of beat me up because I had uh, – but in the end, I was really happy with the result. And it's something – that is definitely something that I will do in my own shop. So – uh, that was Saturday and that was, I took five eighths bar, cut it to 21 inches and then did, um, opposing twists. So what I did was I went over to the propane, I used propane forge for this, um, heated the bar, put a mark on the vice that I used. I put two inches of the bar into the vice and then I put a twist in it, like go clockwise and right. then put the bar put the bar back in the in the heat come back out cool it to where i wanted it to bend and then go like counterclockwise for uh, i think it was about two turns and then back in the heat so it took about four heats to do each bar and then there's usually i guess about six heats total maybe more because of as you twist and if you're not careful um you can get warps and bends in the bar and then five eighths bar is pretty like you just can't take that and just you know whack it over it. yeah you can't do anything with a cold like it's just not it's too too much bar to to do cold so i ended up using a rawhide hammer to uh to kind of straighten that out so we made two of those um a couple of local guys came up <laughs> it was funny because they were both named dave so, um, at one point Chris said, Oh, Tony, you'll work with Dave and Dave. And I had, for some reason in my head, and I, it was, he's a younger guy and it, there was a younger guy and an older guy. And I said, it sounded like Newhart, my, <laughs> my brother, Daryl, my other brother, Daryl. That's my brother, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. I got a kick out of that. And the, the older guy did too. He's, he's, I think he said he was 52 or 53. So he knew exactly what I was talking about when I said <laughs> Newhart. If you don't know, just go look it up. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, those two guys helped me out. Um, so we got, and that was one that 
we had to make two, ended up making three because the first one I put too so I put too many twists per um, segment in the first one. So I had these really tight, tight twists and it made the bar. So when you get a tight twist like that, and I'm, I'm really only parroting what Chris said is what the, they get the, the twists almost make the bar round and it makes it very hard to straighten the bar out. Okay. So, but I did see I, when he told me that I was like, Oh yeah, that does look like, but anyways, we, the next two bars, we went with like two turns per, per heat and it gave us this nice like sweeping twist and it, it was it looked good it, in the end it was yeah. a little more elegant look so the the first bar is also laying on the floor in the in the pavilion <laughs> i saw so, that bar there we'll call um, that the practice bar that was the practice bar so the next two went very went quite a bit better um and then after that uh that was pretty much that put us to almost supper and then after supper, we got, we got it on. <laughs> we, um, so Chris came up with this piece that he wanted to do. Um, it's actually turned out to be the centerpiece of the, um, bench. When you look at it, it looks like a fanned out. It's a piece of flat bar four in, I think it's a four inch flat bar and it's fanned out to look like kind of like a sun rising. And what we did to make that was we had a hot cut and we cut slots in this four inch flat bar about every half inch give or take so you kind of fuller it right it it's was kind of, kind of well but you fullered it with a hot cut as opposed to a fuller yeah so in a perfect world we would have had like a three eighths or half inch fuller that we could have struck and and got the res maybe got a different result that, but would have been close would have been the same same result but different i guess it would have given the arc yeah but it would have had a different look to it yeah it would have had maybe a little cleaner look than what we got but i i honestly i like what we got in the end i i, I think uh with the hot cut kind of gave it it's it's just a different look and then we ended up bending it a little bit around uh they got about an eight inch piece of uh round stock sitting on one of the on the backs of one of the uh one of the vices there we use that as like a a mandrel to bend it over and we ended up making two of those we only used one and so the first one we made saturday night and we went through teams of guys doing the striking so we set it up as a team thing uh we had one person managing the fire and that was Trevor for the most part that I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started at the, out forge. at the coal forge. Yeah. Managing the fire coal forge pretty much. But, um, so then I, I was the first guy moving it from the coal to the, to the swage block that we were using. And then we set up, had quite a few people at first kind of work through the, as the striker. And like if you guys would do like one or two of the little veins that we were cutting. And then we got to, um, Alex of, uh, Oh, pronounce that <laughs> handle. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> magis factum magis magister factorum. I think factorum. that we'll go with that. I yeah. will not repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and this uh, this baby faced assassin, <laughs> maniac, he he swung he worked, for a good hour and a half. Yeah, it was wild. Um, How big well, was that hammer you guys were using? I'm gonna say it was in that six to eight range. It wasn't super heavy, but it was it was a nice had a nice length handle. It was perfectly suited for what we were doing, and uh, yeah, watch because I was holding the piece for most most of that because it took us about two and a half hours to do it. So for the first bit, I was holding, and it was it was interesting to watch because he had never struck before, and the first few strikes were rough. But then he got it dialed in and then he went for an hour and a half and he didn't just strike. He also then worked on his own little projects in between, in between. the heats. Yeah. He, the guy's an animal. It was ridiculous. And then that's what, uh, Ryan was directing and also Jason of, uh, dark state was in dark there state, as well. Yeah. He was in the mix and it was, it was wild to watch. Uh, uh, Ryan called him a little power hammer. He said he just, well, he said the thing with him was his hits were predictable and it was also time. He had a, a rhythm that was slower, but he struck well and he, and he, and it was just, it was easy to direct. Now we got a question cause I posted a, a story of you doing it on the second piece. Yeah. But why was it done on the swage block and not an anvil? Uh, think it was so the height was would have been better on an anvil but well no it wouldn't have been better on the anvil so the anvil heights that we had were all too high for the piece the top tool and then the hammer so it's one thing it's one thing if you're striking and you're hitting just the piece with a with a, a hammer you then have to add the height of the top tool which with the hot cut was another four inch, four to five inches, I think, by the time by the time you got to the top of the tool. So then it puts you into too high of a hit. Like you'd have to put your striker, you'd have to stand on something to strike. Got and it. that just is a bad, like it's done. Some guys can do it. I've done it from an Apple box, but not like that. Not what it, you guys were striking. It, it takes it takes some skill and it's not, it's not in my wheelhouse. So... What he was making in between was he was hand forging nails. Yes, he was to too. hold the swage in place because the swage, the swage kept, kept moving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was. Like you say, the young man was an animal. Well, well, the funny thing was is I'm like he can't be old enough to drink. Like he can't be. They, oh, then, he looks like. I mean, we call him baby face, but not for any bad reason other than he looks like he's 13. Yeah. Well. He, he looks like he's 13 but he's six foot three and like he's a big kid yeah <laughs> but he's uh one day i talked to him saturday and sunday and i think he said he's 28 years old yeah so he's uh, drinking from the fountain of youth for sure yeah so yeah <laughs> that was something somebody said on sunday we got a we got a bottle you were saying I said that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we got we a got bottle of his tap water <laughs> that stuff's amazing <laughs> yeah so yeah, so that was that was fun, um, and then I think it was. So we went to supper and we didn't have that finished, and then after supper, um, our teams got switched around, and then I got tapped in as the striker, and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
Hold on, because we're at supper. Uh, it was a beautiful day out all day. Yes. It was like 70-something oh. degrees. <laughs> yeah, I beautiful forgot day. Everyone's like lining their cars up next to like the pavilion where you, there's like a little parking area, very small, but everyone's cars are nice and tight. But at lunch, at dinner, some people had driven their cars out and stuff, but I didn't. I left it there. We go to lunch or we go to dinner. And the whole time we're in dinner, unbeknownst to me, it's pouring outside. Did you even know it was going to rain? I saw clouds um, coming in before dinner, but I don't think it was, it was starting rain. to rain as I walked into the, into the dining hall, but and then. But then I remember the guys, somebody pointing out to the, one of the bird feeders that's hanging off the front deck that's on the dining hall, like, man, the wind is blowing. (laughs) And then, yeah, then you finish the story. (laughs) So, well, it gets better than what you know, I think. So maybe we come out and I see a couple of guys off in a field playing with something. I, I just happen to look over and I keep walking and I get up to where the pavilion is. And they're like, we lost the tent and I turn and I'm standing between my car and the people I just passed in, out in the field and where the tent should be. And they're like, we don't think your car got hit, but, <laughs> but that tent disappeared. <laughs> Luckily, my car did not get hit. The thing must have gone straight up in the air, but they lost like one of those canopy tents. Yeah. So that's what we were talking, me and Ryan. Well, there was a bunch of, not just me and Ryan. There was a bunch of people over there, uh, actually Trevor and... I think it was, I think it was Trevor and Jay went over to Jay Ro- Jay Rosser. Yeah, Jay, Jay Rosser Designs. The tall guy. I don't know. Yeah, he went. They, the two of them went over and broke down the tent and like just put it together and set it in a pile. Yeah. So it was it was laying over where you guys stayed off the duck pond last year. Right. Um. But yeah, they were saying that. Uh, Ryan was saying that they had experience with uh, the the electrical contracting that his father does where those tents they don't tumble he said they pick up and it's um it's like a reverse was, parachute was reverse parachute it just gets launched and they fly forever but it ripped so, out a kit like a it wasn't a power line but like a phone line or yeah it took out some stuff it yeah so it did some damage um yeah that was the excitement of that and then we're getting back to work well those guys are i'm just watching <laughs> and and, and my, my phone starts buzzing and I look at it and it's some weather thing. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess we're going to get another rainstorm. And then my phone rings and it's my wife at home saying that there's tornado warnings. So I mention it to you guys and you guys are like, there's no tornadoes in New Jersey. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's rare, but it happens. Sure enough, tornado touched down in my town. Oh, that's scary, man. You guys all made fun of me for how long that night? easy now i didn't make fun i heard um, i heard the fear in your <laughs> in your wife's voice yeah so yeah. yeah we had uh we did have an interesting day that day <laughs> we were surprised to see you to begin with because you came in at 2 a.m the that morning from my yeah Miami. well i yeah i landed from miami i got home like 2 30 and i didn't know if i wanted to go and you and Ryan kept texting me, you coming? You going to come? Ryan was really pushing it. Well, Ryan was the one pushing and I just, I just waved a bottle of booze in your face. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I had, uh, I had thrown out my back and I was like, I don't know if I want to go. And I was like laying down. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go. It's a nice day. I'll go for the ride. So I went, it was worth it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was the text I got from you. You think it's worth it? 
Like, oh yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you, but you didn't know how bad my back was. No, I I saw you get out of the car, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you, it took you me a did while. not look good. Yeah. Thankfully, you didn't have to do any work. <laughs> I wouldn't have. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So after supper, we got back, and then like everybody took went back at what they were working on, and then you guys had finished the arc. Well, that was, that was, we finished it at like 12, almost not 12. We finished it at almost 11 o'clock that night. Ooh. Yeah. Like we were, <laughs> it took forever. We're, wait a I second. Think I think 11. we got this, I think we got this timeline a little wrong. I think we started that arc after supper because we were forging that in the dark. Yes. We're, yeah. we're, we are wrong. We did that after, we did that after supper. Yeah, I think you came up with a plan for it before, and then we left. I, I think so. I think that's what happened. You guys were trying to figure out, because you were looking for a way to, to make a fuller. Maybe not you, but uh, Chris yeah, the, and Ryan were. There was others that, yeah, I wasn't involved in the initial plan. I just And then they figured out the hot cut would work. So, yeah, it all happened after dinner. Yeah, so, oops. <laughs> but. I kept saying, he wants two of these. He wants two of these. You guys got to keep going. And you're like, no, he doesn't. And then Chris was off working on all the scroll work. And he came over. He's like, yeah, that looks good. Now make another one. And the look on your guys' face <laughs> was precious. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, I know. And then he only ended up using one. <laughs> right. But, I mean, the original, I mean, everything changes. Yeah. It's what's going to happen. Yeah, which is fine. That's that's that was the nature of that beast. But you guys um, woke up at what early in the morning to get a pre-breakfast. Yeah, so we got the we got the last beast done. It was I don't know twenty to eleven, I think, when we finished up, and everyone went to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> everyone went to the bar. But before we went to the bar, um, myself, Ryan, Jason, and Trevor all kind of sat down and talked about it. What time do you want to hit the bar? Or not? Yeah. What time do you want to hit the bar? No, that was then <laughs> we, uh, we talked about it. So Trevor, we had jobs for everybody. So Trevor stayed with the fire. Um, Jason was going to hold Ryan was going to direct. And then I was striking. So I struck to finish the last piece, the first piece. And then, decided to stick with it the next morning um, what time did you guys start so i got down there at seven and i you, think we started at seven thirty. yeah because i was down there i'd say just before eight and it looked like you guys were halfway done with that piece yeah, well, we basically were <laughs> uh, yeah but um, i mean that's a half hour versus but we started so we started sometime after, like we got the fire going, I think at about 7.30. And by the time we got heat, our first heat in, we're probably like 7.40, 7.50, which the time really doesn't matter. But we uh, we got after it and we got the second one done in roughly 45 minutes. So if anybody wants to see how that was done, I got some videos <laughs> and they're coming up. That's like a lot. So, yeah, I actually, um, well, th this is Monday and I currently have only one video of what we were doing, but it's, uh, it's on there. So you can check out my Instagram and actually see something that I did. Some people 
might be excited by that. It, it was cool. It was fun to watch you guys. It was like you practiced on the first one and the second one. You guys were like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it went uh, it went really well. Um, I'm pretty sure I, oh, I'm pretty sure I almost broke uh, Ryan's Ryan's arm. <laughs> I was talking to him today. You broke the uh, what's that thing called? The hot cut. The hot cut. You broke the hot cut. Uh, yeah, it's still usable, but it's it's got some added character. Character. Let's say <laughs> the struck face. Whoever uses it next better be damn sure to dress it because it, well, it was dressed multiple times throughout both pieces because it mushroomed over over time. I felt like every time you had to heat that thing, Ryan had to run over to the grinder and dress it up. Well, at one point on Saturday night, he was chasing a crack every heat. There was a crack that developed and he, because we're trying not to hurt ourselves as we're doing it. So, um, yeah, I was striking quite hard. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was doing some. Well, we were just doing work. So those tools are consumable. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you put you and Alex at the helm of the hammer. That'll do it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I kept busting on uh, Chris Cash throughout the whole thing because he was welding all the pieces together. And I'd walk over. I was like, I didn't know welding was part of blacksmithing. <laughs> I kept busting his balls. And then that there was like a, a gallon jug of wood glue. And they had brought over a, a different welder at one point. So I took the wood glue and I put it on top of the welder. <laughs> and I took a photo with the bench in the background. And uh, I sent it to Chris. I told him I was going to post it. He's like, don't you post that. <laughs> But I sent it to Chris and I said, I said, man, these black, these blacksmithing tools look really weird. <laughs> yeah. This is his whole thing is he likes everything to be riveted together, but. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, I actually didn't do any of it. Um, they uh, wire wrapped the pieces like they would weld them to tie them together and then they would wire wrap over top of the weld to to mask the weld. I'll tell you what, I, I thought the it welds looks, looked pretty good and yeah. it looked clean, but when you wire wrapped or when they wire wrapped, like you guys yeah. all wire wrapped them, uh, it was, it really makes the piece, I think. It, it looks, looks really it cool. It looks really, looks really good that way, yeah. So, and then it brings us, so we're into Sunday and. Oh, we're going to go over Sunday now? Well, that was your big day. Why? What did I do? You burned stuff. Oh, we did that Saturday. Well, we did that Sunday. Saturday. Oh, when you guys had the wood rubbing yeah, party? Yeah, uh, Matt Serio was there with Emilio. Oh, yes, yes, that was Saturday. So we burned the, the, and I, I didn't, re I did a whole 30 seconds of it just to use the torch because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a monster. But uh, they burned, that they made a wood uh, bench for the, like a wood plank for the bench. Um, and they did it with red cedar and then they did the shishugiban or yaka, whatever the correct term is, whatever. Don't, don't email me. They burned the wood to make it black and give it a finish. Um, yeah. And that was cool to watch. Spend some time doing that. It's nice to see some woodworking around the blacksmith project. Yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. Um, I, I, I fought hard. 
I kept saying, do not burn this thing. Just let the red wood be nice and it, 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 it's going to fade. It's, it's going to last forever anyway because it's cedar. And they're like, no, we're going to burn it. We're going to burn it. And I looked at Austin at one point and I'm like, you just want the reels, don't you? <laughs> you give me a smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was on the, I was on the leave it, leave it red team until I saw the finished product. Yeah, it lines up better with the it bench. It totally works with that bench. Um, if you were doing a wood piece, like a strictly everything's wood, 100% you leave that cedar, like do whatever you can to pr- to preserve that that red color that's in that red cedar because it is it is quite quite nice. But when you see it with the burnt layer and, and the raw steel it's surrounded by metal, it man it just it just it knocks it out like it's great i like it now, who did the woodworking on it roy roy and rob rojas ah, okay so they planed it they took it over to jimmy's shop i think on friday i think it's friday or saturday planed it um uh sorry planed it jointed it and then dominoed it and glued it so they did all that on. I think it was probably Friday. I can't remember. It was done before I got there. I can't keep track. I can't keep track of everybody. Everybody I was think, all over the place. I think before I left, I saw Lucas at Manmade. He had posted the planing of it, and I said, "Oh, if the woodwork's done, I don't really want to go." And that's when I texted <laughs> you. Is it worth me going up there? Yeah. Oh, it's worth going. It's a. It's a time. That's for sure. It's definitely fun. Yeah. I have not downloaded the photos off my actual camera yet. I'm going to do that tomorrow, maybe. But I, I took a bunch of photos. Yeah, there's going to be lots of weird ones of up-close pictures of people's faces for some reason. Me? <laughs> yeah, you just oh. kept sticking your camera in people's faces. Yeah, I'd, I like to make people uncomfortable with the camera. So that way when I do walk around and just take photos from further away, they're not thinking I'm taking a photo of them and I get more natural photos that way. Oh, okay. I do it on purpose. Because otherwise, then they're always watching for the guy with the camera, but if you go up in their face, it eases them up a little bit. Half the time, I don't even click the shutter. I just act like I am. So, one question. I did notice a few people, and they were all iPhone owners, taking video with the phones upside down. Yeah. So does do you then does it then revert it to so it Yeah, works? it knows it's upside down. Yeah. I, I don't know so, um when you do it and you hold it upside down, you can get a lower angle. That's the only reason people are doing it. Yeah, I got that. I just didn't understand if it actually you had to do something in post to turn it over. Only or... if you start upright and rotate it down. Huh. Then you'll have to split it and rotate one. Something I'm going to have to try with my uh, Samsung, see if it does it. But not while I'm on the podcast. I'll do that later. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a fun time. It was a good weekend. I left before it was finished and moved outside. Yeah, I I did the same. I left. Just before lunch, I think. Yeah. I wanted to get home. Um, I just didn't want to be on the road till like midnight kind of thing. So, yeah. I, I've i been talking with Patty 
for years now since she did the initial sewing machine day at the maker camp i think it was in 21 okay and i keep saying oh i, I want to learn how to sew with you you know like take one of your classes or whatever and it's been going on and then at the last group forge i told her about this project i have where i want to do this um i overcomplicated it but i wanted to do like a strap for a clipboard for work and I was talking to her about it and then at maker camp she had gone out and gotten all the parts that we had discussed i would use for it and and the webbing and i was like oh that's awesome so she brought it to maker camp and then every time i went to that down to her class it was full i was like oh, i'll deal with it later i've told the story a hundred times and then every time i went it was always full so she brought everything up for this maker camp or for this group forge again she's like maybe he'll be there i don't know right <laughs> never once asked me she just assumed i would be there which is good because i showed up so she had everything she even brought a sewing machine and she tells me on Saturday, like, we're going over, we're coming up with the plan. And she really simplified it to something so easy. I don't know why I didn't think about it ahead of time. I was like, oh, that's awesome. She's like, yeah, we could just knock it out and sew it tomorrow. And she had, like, safety pins, and we pinned it all together. And she's like, I'll break out the sewing machine tomorrow. And she got into, uh, from the time she got there, she started doing, like, the wraps and stuff. And she was just going full bore the whole time on the project. And I'm waiting around and waiting around, like, is she going to break out the sewing machine? Because <laughs> i got to leave soon. And then I was like, I'm not going to bother her. So I have to figure it out on my own. Yeah, that's she She was she was still there when I left. And they were going strong on the uh, on the wraps. So yeah, I had no idea what uh, what the end result with those pieces, those pieces that we uh, hot cut was until I saw the last I saw the photo. Yeah, me either. So I left before that was on. It was, it was going to be moved around. Like he had looked at maybe putting it in that centerpiece. He looked at putting it underneath the arms of the of the bench itself. He had a bunch of spots there where it might have might have ended up. And then uh, I, I really like I like the end result. Like I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to say I was part of this project. That's for sure. You guys knocked it. All of you guys knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm definitely uh <laughs> I sent Chris a text or a, a message the other or today. It was pretty much what's next. <laughs> That's awesome. So I mean, of course he didn't it maybe he does have something, but he didn't tell me what it was. Um but yeah, um who knows? Maybe we'll make a, a matching bench or a corresponding bench next year. Maybe some chairs. Yeah. Adirondack style. Got an idea. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Maybe a swing. Ooh. Swing would be cool. You know what else is cool? Our patrons. Well, I don't know about all of them. Well, there's only the one that you don't like, but I like them, so. I don't. I don't not like them. I just like bugging <laughs> them. You like but, throwing them in the duck pond. Well, I took a picture of the duck pond, and it didn't even, like, it. Nobody even paid attention to it on the chat, so I'm I'm kind of a little a little hurt by that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. No one mentioned it. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll go through our list of uh, much appreciated patrons, and that includes you, Corey of Odyssey CNC, the Etsy Boys, Christy of Twisted Twine, Annette of Five One Three Woodworks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beckwith Makes. NB Woodfinery, 
Then we have our top tier Eastpoke Studios, Janelle Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence Maritime Nice Supply.com, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks. Actually, I have a story about Adam after we're done here. Um, Green Street Joinery, Vincent Ferrari of Digitally Creative, Brian Housework of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio. He made another deal about his how I say his name wrong, but this is, <laughs> we're going to continue. Um, uh, he's good. He's a good guy. He just likes busting balls. Uh, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brent of Clean Cut Woodworking, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna of Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Chad, you missed Team Striking. I sent him a message about that one too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, uh, David of DW Woodbuilds, Matt of First Do Construction, and Tony of Kodamo Designs. So we really do appreciate everyone that supports us. It yes, goes, thank you all. goes a long ways. So yeah, back to the Adam story. Um, Adam did stop by on Friday, so it was good to see him. I missed um, him. Yeah, he brought... Um, I apologize. I can't remember the young man's name, but he brought along a a young man with special needs that uh, was quite interested in smithing. So they spent some time with us and it was good to see. Very cool. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. He spent kind of, I'd say a good part of the morning with us and then, uh, and uh, they had to head, head back to Troy. So it's good to see. Made a, a bit of a plan with him for a possible trip in July. Might uh, might meet up with him and uh, do a little bike trip <laughs> with Adam or with Adam. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, short ride, but we'll might be somewhere's in July. Nice. Looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> but with that, I say we head on over to the after show. Yeah. What do you think? You got anything else before we head out? Not that I can think of. It'll come up in the after show if I think of it. <laughs> good, good, good. If you want to find Tony, you can find him at Woodland Iron on Instagram. Check out his reels. He's starting to blow up. Uh, he's going to post a lot this week, so there's going to be a lot to be seen. If you want to find me, you can find me at Blackthorn Concepts. I don't know why you would. If you want to find both of us, we're at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram or Working Hands 3 on TikTok. And... uh for the patrons that want to hear more shenanigans, uh, we'll be in the after show. <laughs> All the drinking stories. Well, there's I got not, some, there's I, not that many. I got a weird story about the discussion that happened at the bar on Saturday. You'll know what it is when you get there. I oh, kids. I already know what it is. No, I haven't told anyone yet. I was saving it for the after show. Oh. All right. All right. Later. Thanks, guys. Later. <laughs>